Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, following the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites, revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality, coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome once again to another episode of Strange Planet. Thanks for sticking me in your ear. And on this edition, exploring the mysteries of crop circles from a very different perspective. L.A. Marzulli is an author, lecturer, filmmaker. He's penned more than a dozen books, including the Nephilim Trilogy, which made the CBA bestseller list. He received an honorary doctorate for the series from his mentor, Dr. I.D.E. Thomas. And uh, he is also, of course, well-known for teaming up with his uh, late film producer, Richard Shaw, to create the Watcher series. I believe there were nearly 12 installments in the series. His uh, latest video, or film rather, is called UFO Disclosure Part 5, crop circles and uh, it's exposing the secret language of the dragon la welcome back how are you i'm good richard how about yourself sir very well i've done so many shows on crop circles and i've had uh experts come on and talk about how they are uh you know created by ufos and that there's signs for ufos signposts if you will i've had other people come on talking about how they're created from deep within the earth and has something to do with plasma vortexes and so forth. You're coming at this from a, a biblical prophecy angle. Uh, first of all, what do you mean by language of the dragon? Unless a per and what drives me nuts about the other side of the aisle, the new agers, they get it. They understand something's going on. They, they connect a lot of the dots, but they never get there because they look at the Bible and they just throw it away. Mm -hmm. Most of them, not all, but most. And so they go, oh, it's just a bunch of myth. And well, I've I read it, but unless a person is born again and spirit filled, they can't unlock what's in there. That's number one. So, you know, that happened to me 43 years ago and it was life changing. And I had no idea I'd be doing what I'm doing now. The language of the dragon is mathematics. The dragon is the fallen cherub, commonly known as Satan. People will argue that, but the bottom line is most of us know the dragon because the book of Revelation says Michael and his angels fight with the dragon, Satan, and, and his angels, and the devil, Satan, the dragon. That, that serpent of old was cast down. So the book of Revelation gives him four titles there in that sentence. You know, which is amazing. So he's got many different names. I prefer to call him a dragon because I think that's his true form. That's his true form. So the secret language of the dragon is mathematics. And this is not plasma vortexes, <laughs> mindlessly spinning crop circles in three-dimensionality. It's just not gonna not gonna fly. They've seen people, eyewitnesses have seen um, balls of light over the field. Yes. Orbs over the field. And then we show that in the film. Um, there's more than one of those. So that's what I believe that they are. It's, it's, the, the, it's the language of the dragon. It's deliberate. It's in your face. And the bottom line is this. They do this with impunity. So, you know, a farmer goes out in this field. It's like a summer day, late summer day. And it's like, you know, 8 o'clock. And he looks at his field of wheat or rapeseed or whatever. And he goes, this is great. I'll be harvesting in a couple of weeks. This is really cool. 
goes back in, he goes to sleep, sleeps sound, wakes up the next morning. Around 10 or 11 o'clock, he's on his tractor, and he kind of looks over and he eyes his field. But something's, something's there that shouldn't be. And he, he can't believe what he's looking at. He gets off the tractor, and then he, he stands up on the tractor, and he looks out, and he sees like there's, there's some sort of an image that seems to be there in the field. So maybe he goes back to the barn and gets a ladder or hops on it, you know, whatever he does. But the bottom line is he realizes that, oh, my gosh, there's a crop circle in my field. Many times, specifically over in England, because it's so widespread, they know who to call. They'll pick up the phone and call certain people. The investigators come out. In the old days, they used to fly ultralights over the, the field. That's what we had. In the new days, we fly our drones. We don't need an ultralight. No, no, no point in risking, you know, limb and 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 life and everything else in an in an ultralight. I mean, it looks like a lot of fun, but something goes wrong, you could be in a lot of trouble. Where there's a drone, you know, it's like dink, and I'm up and flying over the field, and and nobody cares. Whoever does it does so with utter impunity. They basically do it, and they say, "We don't care. You can't." You can't stop us. You can't do anything about it. We come and go with complete impunity, which is true. Just like the abduction phenomena, just like the cattle mutilations, it's just like what we now see, you know, the, the Pentagon released last week some, you know, UFO footage in Iraq. You know, what are we going to do with this? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's pedantic. It's, it's, it's academic. It's sophomoric in some ways for what? those of us who have traveled in the field. When you say that um, mathematics is the language of the dragon or Satan, can you help us? How, how do we arrive at that? Well, the enemy, the dragon, is very concerned with mathematics. It's, he's, he's huge on that. He's, he's really big on the connectivity um, between different ancient megalithic sites. So one of the crop circles, which we show, um, and, and this is the work of the late David Flynn. And I want to thank Mark Flynn if he's watching this or gets, you know, Mark was the one that helped us get this message out. But when you look at the Crabwood glyph, which is unbelievable, it's the alien face showing the alien holding a disc. This was Mark Flynn's logo, his business logo. So David Flynn, his brother, looks at this thing. And David was like, he was he was a genius. The guy was amazing. And I spoke. I never met him, but I spoke to him like three or four times on the phone. And he contacted me when I wrote actually wrote the book Nephilim. When that came out, he contacted me. Anyway, so so David is is looking at this and begins to translate it. And what he realized is there was a message hidden encoded in the lines in the mathematics that's there. And when you start multiplying things and 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 you got to watch the film to really get the whole the whole deal. But one of the things that David discovered is that you wind up uh, with the exact nautical miles from the Crabwood Glyph to Roswell, New Mexico. 1947 is embedded in the Crabwood Glyph several times, more than once. So this is the way they communicate. This is the way the dragon communicates. Um, but not only that, it, it's. It's with, with the solstices and the 18 and a half year lunar cycle. It's all connected. And many of these crop circles appear near or right directly next to ancient megalithic sites. 
and we show this in the film. Um, it's also interesting that they are designed to be seen from above. Yeah, who's the prince of the power of the air? There you go, there you go. Yeah. Um, so fractals, it's interesting because the, the crop circles, um, at, at some at one point they were you know beautiful geometric designs and then they became these incredibly elaborate like fractals uh, and then as you mentioned you know Mark Flynn they actually started it's like the dragon was playing with us you know he was using like logos and things and some dismissed those as hoaxes I'm I'm, I'm sure they're not no but so um, what are these fractals? Have you, are you, have you deciphered any of these fractals or any of the researchers deciphered them? And what are they telling us? Many, many of, the, of, the, of the crop circles have the Fibonacci sequence you know, in, embedded in the circle. I had a mathematician come up to me, and you know, it's way beyond my pay grade. She teaches at the college level. So she's really smart. And she watched my crop circle presentation at the Prophecy Watchers Conference couple of months back and she's actually on our youtube channel where she weighs in and she just said human beings can't make this human beings cannot do what you see in the field because in order i mean this is you've got to have a computer to do this and yet there it is in the field and you know there are hoaxes and all this other stuff but when you get into the three-dimensionality of some of the crop circles and the fibonacci sequence that's there and the golden spiral, it's like, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, it's this is not two bozos out in the field with a stock stomper and the measuring tape and some string. You're looking at something far more advanced than that. Uh, and uh, have you been to inside a crop circle? Have you been to like Wiltshire, England or? We were in Wiltshire. We actually filmed that. You see Francisco and I were talking. It's the first crop circle that either of us has ever really seen. Well, we couldn't get in the field because the field, I flew the drone over the circle. Hmm. The Chillicothe crop circle, the farmer was not letting anyone in but Jeffrey Wilson. I was there when that crop circle, and we talk about this in the film, the Nephilim Mounds Conference is going on in Newark, Ohio. So for the first time in thousands of years, you've got three Christian men, Gary Stearman, Russ Dizdar, L.A. Marzulli saying, wait a minute, these were not built by Native Americans. This is the fingerprints of the dragon. And up until that point, that had never been, never been stated, to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge. Give myself a way out. Well, I said it in 1943, you know, whatever, okay. Well, I didn't know about that. So to the best of my knowledge, that's never been stated like that. That crop circle appeared directly across from the Chillicothe mound group. And some people like Fritz Zimmerman and other people believe that there was something called the Hopewell Road. Hopewell is a, mis is a misnomer because Hopewell's a farmer who has nothing to do with the building of the mounds. He was just a farmer that found some artifacts, so they just named this entire culture the Hopewell culture. It's just unbelievable. Well, the, the Hopewell Indians, they don't even know what they called them. They have no idea, or where they, <coughs> excuse me, where they originated from. The, the art, modern day archaeologists say they just assimilated back into the tribes, but there's no no indigenous tribe in Ohio or the surrounding area that, and, and you know, in the year of, of the four sons or whatever, you know, however you want to say it, 
you know, in the year of, of the of the three cold winter months, you know, this these people came out of the east, you know, Ohio, and they asked to join our tribe. There were there were two dozen of them. It's not there. And and Native Americans take pride in their oral tradition. Something like that, they would have noted. It's not there in any of the tribes. None of the tribes talk about an influx of people coming in from Ohio. It's not there. You know, you're referring to like the red-haired giants. Are you referring to the red-haired? Whoever did the, you know, this is what's interesting, and this is a theory I have. But Richard, you see this everywhere. I mean, I'm not all over the globe, but I've been to a lot of places, and we're still going to other places. I hear the same story over and over and over again. If I'm in Peru, if I'm in Sardinia, if I'm in Malta, if I'm in Spain, if I'm in you know Israel, no matter where I go, I hear the same story. Well, all we know is that there was this culture that came in and they built this stuff and then they just disappeared. You know, and it's like, wait a minute, time out. What do you say? Wait a second, wait a second. This is is this just a coinkening that we keep hearing this? And it's the same thing in Ohio. It's the same thing in Corral, Peru, where this culture just built these pyramids and and leveled the flame, you know, the, this plane with with all these constellations, and they knew all of this stuff. And it, there's no pre-existing culture, you know. There, what's built some monuments? Well, what are those monuments? Oh, we'll call them a pyramid. I mean, it's just like bam, the whole thing in Corral. It's the oldest site in America, over five thousand years old. It just rises from from nothing. There's no pre-existing culture. There's no, well, let's try to, let's, let's experiment with the pyramid. It's just bam, and there it is. And then it all just disappears. Same thing in Mexico, Teotihuacan. So the archaeologists call them the Teotihuacanos. They have no idea what happened to these people. Same story. Well, they just assimilated into the, into the indigenous population, but the, nobody says that. So let me get something straight. You build a city like, like Teotihuacan, or taking a step backwards in Corral, Peru, and then you just disappear. You just decide, well, I don't want to live here anymore because, um, yeah, it's climate change. And they use that all the time. They use the climate change. Well, it's climate change, and that's why these people couldn't, couldn't live here anymore, so they all left. Nonsense. It's the same. We hear exactly the same. It's parroted in, in all those places I just mentioned. Something happened. I have a theory, but it's a theory but something happened to those people. And I believe it's a supernatural explanation to it. All right, uh, do, you wanna, do you wanna get into that? Sure. All right, let's do it. What happened to the, um, well, we're talking about Nephilim here, right? When we're talking about the, the mound builders and whose remains are in the, the mounds or whose skulls are in Peru, we're talking about the Nephilim that just suddenly vanished after building these cities and monuments. Where did they go? What happened to them? This is conjecture. It's a theory. It's pretty much 99.999% unprovable. Unless, unless you know, a, a good angel comes down and makes an announcement on CNN or something like that. I don't think it's going to happen. And I don't think he'd choose CNN, but maybe he would. Maybe that's exactly the place to go. I think the Lord intervened. And what I mean by that, we do have precedent for it in Scripture. So Sodom and Gomorrah gets to the point where the wickedness is overwhelming. He sends two angels and it's destroyed. The sin of the Amorites comes into its fullness after 400 years where the children of Israel are down in Egypt. And then they go up to the Promised Land, and that generation won't go in. They're terrified of a Nephilim 
but the second generation does go in and they begin to destroy the Nephilim tribe. But then there's this diaspora of where they flee. The Teotihuacanos just disappear. No one knows what happens to them. The, the Hopewell, the Adena, whoever these people are, they just disappear. So the Lord was going to destroy Nineveh. He sends Jonah in. They all repent. Okay, we're not going to destroy it. Backs off. Backs off. But wherever the Nephilim are, the judgment seems to be um, very final. Same thing with Chaco Canyon. Now, archaeologists will argue that to the cows come home. But they say the same thing. Somehow Chaco Canyon was abandoned, probably because of climate change. It's always climate change. Somehow they weren't able to, let me get this straight. There's no pre-existing culture for Chaco Canyon. The same thing, exactly the same thing happens. They know about the 18 and a half year lunar cycle, language of the dragon. It's all embedded there. It's all coded. They know about the equinoxes, solstices, and everything else. It's all there. They leave their monuments and there's cannibalism that's found at Chaco Canyon. Of course, you can't talk about that because you're a racist if you do. But we're not saying it was Native Americans who did this, who were the cannibals. We're saying the Nephilim were there. The Nephilim were cannibals. We know that from the Book of Enoch and, and other, other texts. But Native Americans talk about the, the 9, 10, 12-foot red-haired giant, six fingers coming in, and they were cannibalistic. Chief Joseph says on the records, they would rip the head off the braves like a Coke bottle bought your cap and, and just, and drink the blood like this. Wow. I mean, that's like so barbaric. It's like beyond, I never want to be in, in even remotely in an area where this kind of thing is going on. I mean, that's like, so in my, because I'm a Frank supernaturalist, I don't look for a supernatural explanation at first. I don't, I try to find out, well, maybe the archeologists are right. But when you hear the same thing from Peru to Teotihuacan, Chaco Canyon, to all the Ohio, all the all the sites, all down the Mississippi River, you go over to Stonehenge, you go to you go to um, Karnak, France, eighty thousand standing stones. You go to Menga in Spain. You go to Portugal, where Portuguese Stonehenge is there. Cromac uh, Almendres or Zambujero. It's it's always the same story. I mean, it's repeated. No matter where you go, it's repeated. Well, we don't know what happened to them. They must have just assimilated into the, into the existing culture. But there's no record of that. Surely somebody would have written something down. It's not there. And so what happened? I think God took them off the planet. Like here's a picture? Yeah. Well, but here, here's the other point. We know, we know that he destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. We know that he can destroy Nineveh. But he doesn't do that. We know that there are thousands of people that go missing every year in the public parks. Just talk to David Pilates about that. Mm -hmm. And no one talks about it. Mm -hmm. But we know that that's a fact. Thousands of people go missing. So if the bad guys can do it, can the good guys do it? And the answer to that is, yeah. All right. Okay. That is total conjecture on my part, but it's based on years of research going to the same, to all these different places and hearing the same story going, I've heard that before. <laughs> it fits. It fits. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick time out. L.A. Marzulli stays with us as we continue to expose the secret language of the dragon crop circles right here on Strange Planet.
This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The truth will set you free. 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 But first, it will really tick you off. Welcome back to Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. And we're back with L.A. Marzuli, filmmaker, author, uh, The Alien Interviews, Politics, Prophecy, and the Supernatural, The Nephilim Trilogy, um, Nephilim Hybrids, Days of Chaos, and of course, The Watchers series, and uh, now uh, on the trail of the Nephilim series, now we're into the uh, UFO Disclosure series, and uh, now part five uh, is Crop Circles, and that is uh, Exposing the Secret Language of the Dragon. Uh, getting back to, to Crop Circles, um, so for who's, who is supposed to be getting the message from these, from these, and what is the message coming from these crop circles? Who is it? Who's the intended audience? I think, you know, the, the message and, and Hugh Newman talks about this in the film, there's, there's an advancement of, of the complexities of the circle. And it's like, we're looking at advanced geometry in the field, advanced geometry in the field. Once again, the language of the dragon is math. It's, it does two things. It draws people in, but what I think is more pernicious, the underlying theme here is we can do this and you can't stop us. You know, you, 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 you know, you sit out here and you try, but you can't stop us. We move, we do these things with impunity. And then when you get to number six in our series, Academy Relations, I, I released a trailer today, um, two teasers. There'll probably be a couple more coming out because I just started editing it. But it's going to be a fairly easy film to edit, I think. Um, it's the the tent pole is Chuck Zukowski, who's been studying crops or um, cattle mutilations for decades. So he's the tent pole, and then we move out. We talk to one rancher that's lost sixteen head of cattle in twenty years, and then we talk to a woman who has the skeleton of Snippy the horse. Ah, uh, yes, was, yeah, one of the first patient zero. <laughs> yeah, basically patient zero. So what, what's interesting about this, um, this is number six in the series. Uh, there'll be eight films in the series, at least that I know about. There may be nine and 10, I don't know. But right now on my drawing board is eight. And we'll have all, we'll have three films more, six, seven, and eight will come out, um, you know, by the end of the year. It's an, it's an ambitious goal, but I think we can do it. So the, the bottom line is, um, it, it's, it is all connected. Where, where you see, like with the cattle mutilations, they do it with impunity. It's been going on for decades. No one stops them. 
<clears throat> no one goes, hey, what are you guys doing? Never happens. Law enforcement hasn't brought one person to trial, not one, to the best of my knowledge. <clears throat> not one. So once again, we see with the crop circles why it seems benign. <coughs> Excuse me. In some ways, wow, look at that. That's dazzling. They do it with impunity. And with the cattle mutilations, they just take what they want. With the abduction phenomenon, number four in the series, they take the woman, they take the men. You are, you are, you are kidnapped, you are raped. That's what it is. And if the New Agers want to try to color that some other way, good luck. You know, well, they're beyond our, our understanding. Nonsense. You are kidnapped against your will and you are raped. And that's what happens. And that is utterly against everything a human being stands for. When you were flying over the crop circle, or I think you mentioned uh, your, uh, your colleague Jeffrey went inside, uh, um, were you... I mean, if this, if the author of these or the creator of these is uh, Satan, um, there must have been, a, you know, as someone who's born again, who has the, the spirit in him, you must have, there must have been a switch that got triggered or something. It's like, whoa, this is, there's something not right here. Was there? I have never been in a crop circle. The, the, the Chillicothe one was in a, a, a circle of, stand, it was made in a field of corn that was eight feet tall. But people who go into these things, some have euphoria, some people black out, some people have memory loss. I mean, it's all over the map. It's all over the map, which is typical of the other side of the aisle. I mean, when you practice new age beliefs and yoga and you're first contacted by your spirit guide, um, if, if, you, if you're into that, you can feel very euphoric. You can feel overwhelming love and peace. But that's deception. That's the problem. You know, that's, they know what strings to pull with a human being. And that's why all, all this stuff with the supernatural, unless a person has a good, strong biblical overview, good luck. And that's the problem with, the, with a lot of the New Agers. You know, they, they dismiss the biblical narrative outright, but they don't know what it says. So they just dismiss it. Because they, they, they grew up in church or they think it's just a church or some guy yelling for money on TV. It's not what we're talking about. I call the Bible the guidebook to the supernatural because that's what it is. It's the guidebook to the supernatural. And it tells us exactly what we're looking at um, when it says that the dragon will come with all signs and lying wonders. Well, I mean, there it is. So is this a lying sign and wonder? Well, what's a lying sign and wonder? Let's define that term. It lures you in. It's a lying sign. You think, wow, this could be, this is really cool. Whoever's doing this, maybe they're are our benevolent space brothers. That's what I, that's why, you know, the guidebook of a supernatural, i.e. the Bible, warns us that the dragon will come with all signs and lying wonders right there in the guidebook. Right, and uh, offering miracles. Uh, people claim to have been healed by uh, being, yeah. going inside a corrupt circle. Same thing. Same thing. There's something else very interesting happening with crop circles, and that is um, some researchers are claiming, people like Lefty Leavenworth, I don't know if you get into Lefty Leavenworth's work, but he studied the seeds that came from these crops. Yes, I'm and, aware of it. Yes. And claimed that the, the crop yield is greater with these seeds. Um, what do you, what do you make of that? Um, absolutely. They germinate quicker. Uh, the yield is greater. And I understand that. And so when they show up, they will dazzle us with technology. 
when when you go back and read the ancient book of Enoch, found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, quoted in quoted in the guidebook of a supernatural. But if you were going to take one book out of the Bible or the guidebook of a supernatural, you would remove the book of Enoch because the book of Enoch tells us exactly what's going on. It's a seed war. And these, these fallen watchers come down and they begin to give knowledge to mankind, knowledge to mankind. But it comes with a price. And the price is we want the women. And so they go, OK, sure, take our women, do what you're going to do. And that's where the Nephilim come from. But they, they taught um, the knowledge of, of the moon, the course of the moon, the 18 and a half year lunar cycle. They taught farming things. The I mean, all this stuff, a lot of civilizations People go, well, how did all this just happen to get jump-started? Read the Book of Enoch. All this knowledge just comes intact from the watchers, and everything changes. And then after the flood, mankind builds the Tower of Babel. They want the watchers to come back in because, you know, life is hard, and they don't want to deal with this. And they want that knowledge. They want that interface. And so the, Babel fails, but Sodom and Gomorrah, they, they start... It's happening again. Hold on. Yeah, so it's... Um, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what we're looking at. Um, and it's... I mean, it's, it's really profound when, when a person starts to look at what, what's going on. But um, that's where we are. All right. Um, LA, just another quick timeout. Back with more in a moment. Stay with us. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. We're now crossing a zone of turbulence. Please return your seats and food trays to their upright position and make sure your carry-on luggage is safely stowed. You're about to leave everything you know behind. This is Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Strange Planet. L.A. Marzulli and uh, episode five of UFO Disclosures, Crop Circles Exposing the Secret Language of the Dragon. We talked a little bit about this prior, and that is the um, proximity of crop circles to particular ancient sites. But England seems to be such a, a hotbed, uh, always has of UFO activity. You get some in, a little bit in France. We have, uh, you know, the odd one here in Canada, but mainly England. What's going on there, do you think? I think it's um, because of the ancient megalithic sites that are there all throughout England. Um, you know, we were there, we saw a crop circle. Um, we have to fly the drones to see it, but we saw it. Uh, when you go to Silbelry Hill uh, in Avery and, and you just stand there looking at this unbelievable hill of dirt, it's unbelievable. And I said on camera, I haven't done anything with this yet, but am I in Ohio or someplace else? Because there's no difference. If, you did, if I dropped an archaeologist down, I said, where, where do you think you are? He'd, he'd look at the mountain and go, oh, we're, we're someplace in Ohio. Is this Miamisburg or something like that? If he had never been to the site, you could probably fool him. But the correlation is unbelievable. And then, of course, there's crop circles that appear right next to Silbury Hill, right next to that ancient mound structure, or right next to Stonehenge, or right next to the megalithic structures that are all over England. And they happen here in America. We show it in the film that that the second largest crop circle 
ever, ever recorded in the United States happened in Chillicothe, right across from the mounds within days of the Nephilim mound conference. <laughs> within days. And that's not a, that's the dragon pushing back, in my opinion. Now, that's some people go, well, you're, you know, you're reading into that. You don't know. But the reason why we use the corn, uh, and I, I want to thank uh, Jeff Wilson for allowing us to use, you know, we, we, we worked out a deal, but I mean, he didn't have to let us use that, and he did. And I just want to thank Jeffrey because uh, he's a great researcher and and did us a service by allowing us to use the pictures and and all of his research uh, with with that crop circle. We know you can hoax crop circles, but in a field of corn that's eight feet tall, you can't make a crop circle. And then the corn is not broken; the corn is bent. And the corn is, is woven together like this, stock over stock over stock. So you can't be doing that at two o'clock in the morning uh, in the dark with some string or some tape measures. It's, you can't. Right, you or can't. boards strapped to your shoes. Not, not going to happen. Right. Any idea of the mechanism? I mean, obviously, we're talking about the supernatural. He could do it any way he wants to. But, um, I mean, is there a connection to these craft that... Some people associate uh, with the formation of crop circles? I would say yes. Um, these entities manipulate space, time, matter, and energy in ways that defy our physics. When a person is abducted, they go through the wall, go through the window, go up to the ceiling. Well, that's crazy. You can't do that. But the guidebook of a supernatural tells us this, and I'll give you the story. So you tell me what this sounds like, and, and, and you know, I'm putting you on the spot here, but you tell me what this sounds like. Guys chained to a wall. There's two other guys in, in the jail cell with him. They're all chained to the wall. So this entity comes through the wall, and all of a sudden, one of the guys, chains fall off. He's not sure whether he's awake or asleep. The entity goes, let's go get your things. Well, the guy's thinking, well, wait a minute. I'm in a jail cell. The door, the, the jail is still closed here. But that door opens by itself. They walk out into the aisle. The guards are all asleep. The guards have been switched off. They get to the, to, the, to the prison door. That opens by itself. Out they go. The entity disappears. The guy's free. And what does that sound like to you? Well, yeah, I believe that's St. Peter uh, that that happened to, but it sounds all the world like an alien abduction. Exactly. And when I say that in, in New Age conferences, I go, How, you know, does that sound like an abduction? Every hand goes up. Because that's, but that's the good guy. Yes. That's the good angel that's coming to free Peter. Mm -hmm. But he manipulates space, time, matter, and energy in ways that the fire of physics. After Jesus, this is why the guy book, you know, I just love it. People, oh, the Bible. You're clueless. If you, if you haven't read it and studied it, and your heart's not open to being led by the spirit of a living God, you have no idea what's in those pages. I'll give you one more story. Yes. So Jesus is dead on the cross. The disciples are in an upper room. They're totally freaked out. It's over. The master's gone. We don't understand it. I mean, why did he allow himself to do this? Why didn't he just come down off the cross? They're all freaked out. And they're all going like, we're next. <laughs> they know it, you know. <laughs> now what do we do? We're next. So Jesus could have appeared to them in a whole bunch of different ways. He could have done this. He could have knocked on the door and said, Hey, guys, I don't want you to be freaked out. It's me, Jesus. Uh, I've, I've risen from the dead. And uh, I want to come in and, and 
and tell you it's okay. Not what he does. He comes right through the wall. And everybody goes, oh, my God, it's a ghost. So, I mean, he's always, but he's always doing this to him. He's always bumping up against him, you know. And then he says one of the most amazing lines, humorous lines, in my opinion. Hey, what do you guys got to eat? <laughs> he's hungry. <laughs> Total guy thing, right? The bottom line is, what does he do? He goes through the wall. And we know as a human being, you can't do that. He manipulates space, time, matter, and energy in ways that the fire physics. These entities making the crop circles, bending the crop of corn, doing all this, they're manipulating space, time, matter, and energy. The crops, the, the corn is not broken, it's bent. And everything about that, they, they call those formations dragon heads, which is not my name uh, for them. That's their name for them. They call them dragon heads. And uh, I mean, the, the farmer was obviously freaked out. This thing was huge. I mean, it was hundreds of feet in diameter, absolutely huge. And it appears like, I think, 20 days before the Nephilim Mounds Conference, right across from Chillicothe. That, my friend, <clears throat> is a signal. It's pushback from the dragon. The, um, the, the very first representation of a crop circle was a woodcut. This is what, going back to the 1600s? Yeah, 1700s. It's right. the devil with a scythe, right? Cutting... Cutting, cutting the uh, the wheat, cutting the crop. There you go. Very telling. Very telling. Well, they, you know, they knew. They they went out and they said, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" You know, there's there's no hoaxers here, and they immediately went to a supernatural <clears throat> paradigm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you know, some people look at that and go, "Well, that's superstitious." You know, uneducated people. But the guidebook of a supernatural is. Um, a book that it differs from any other book on the planet because there's a thread of prophecy that's through it from Genesis to Revelation, calling out with great specificity the beginning before the end and the end before the beginning. And, it, and it's there. And we're in the window of time where we're seeing the dragon come with all signs and lying wonders. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Just wait till he starts putting on the big show. Well, uh, we are living in through some incredibly prophetic times. And um, you, you look at all of the, the madness in the world and after, you know, living through the pandemic and now um, censorship and people talking about digital currencies and digital ID and 15-minute cities and, um, you know, a woman is whoever says they're a woman or feels like a woman and all of this. Uh, do you think that, I mean, is this being reflected in the crop circles, this this tumult that we're living through. I don't see that in the crop circles per se. That's another, it's another point in the paradigm, but we are in, um, what is it? Second Timothy talks about, um, know this in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemous, disobedience to parents, unforgiving, unloving, unholy, unthankful. Um, and, and it continues from there. And, and after that, it goes slanderous, um, brutal, having a form of religion, but denying its power. I left out a few, a few of the particulars, but this is where we are. And that word 
novus perilous time is the word perilous. Gary Stearman taught me this is chalapos, which means basically unbridled insanity, which is where we are. Um, if you if you would have told me <clears throat> 20 years ago that this whole transgender movement would be what it is. And let me let me preface it. This is not hate. This isn't hate speech. OK, we're not talking hate speech that if, if you want to if you want to do that with your body, that's your business. OK, if I meet you, I'm going to love on you because that's what I'm called to do. If you ask me, well, what do you think about this, L.A.? I'm going to tell you, I, I think, you know, you're being led. There's a spirit of the age. That spirit is Baphomet. Baphomet is the head of a goat, the body of a man, the breast of a woman. I mean, it, it's a chimera. It's half man, half it's half male, half female. It's half man and half animal. It's a chimera. That's the spirit of the age. Baphomet is the spirit of the age. And that's where we are. And I've talked to transgender people. Um, one of them is by the name of Ted. And he lived as a woman for, I think, 12 years. He did all the surgeries, the whole nine yards. Lived as a woman for 12 years. Worked as a woman for 12 years. And he detransitioned and became a Christian. And that's why he detransitioned. And, and the Holy Spirit cast out seven demons from him when that happened. Now, I realize some people will get all up in a huff. We've already given you the, you know, the, the prequel to this, that, wait a minute, we're not, we're not judging anybody. If you want to do that with your life, that's your business. But if you ask me what I think about it, you're being led by the spirit of the age, Baphomet, because I asked Ted, I said, you just don't wake up one morning and decide to get castrated and and you know go this uh, go all these medical procedures he goes no i said well how did you get there you're led step by step by step by step by step and that's where we are um they are the the spirit of the age they are ramming it down the throats of the people um with all the transgender theories the transgender ideology being taught in the schools behind parents back this is the spirit of the age and this is how far but that's just one dynamic now you've got wars and rumors. Let's look at the punch list that Jesus tells us out. Wars and rumors of war. Check. Now they're, now they're saber-rattling once again. They're talking about using tactical nukes. It's like, you know, wait a minute. What Are you guys lost your mind? Iran, that close to getting a nuke. The whole place. You know, look at the Sudan. So wars and rumors of wars. Famines. There's famines going on worldwide. Right now, it's not talked about in the media. People were starving to death. Pestilence. If it was a scandemic, which I believe it was deliberately created in the Wuhan lab, and it was released deliberately by the Chicoms, that's not me saying that. That's a woman who was on Tucker Carlson a yes. couple of years back who defected from the Chinese government. She worked at the level four Wuhan lab, lab and on Tucker Carlson, when Tucker asked her, did the Chicoms create the virus? She said yes. Then Tucker asked her, did they release it deliberately? She said yes. I'm quoting. Yes. We're not making this stuff up. This is not conspiracy theory. Okay? We're, I'm quoting a direct thing. So you've got wars and rumors of wars, famines, check, pestilence, check, earthquakes in diverse places. Never before have we seen this rise of earthquakes, and it's global. And Jesus gives us a bone. 2,000 years ago, he says, there'll be earthquakes in diverse places. Well, if you lived in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, how would you know about an earthquake happening at Fukushima? You wouldn't. Mm. So he throws us a supernatural bone in diverse places. These are the beginnings of sorrows. Well, we're here. We are here all day long. These are the birth pangs. And for those of us 
who study the guidebook of a supernatural, we're pretty much all in agreement that we're on the cusp of something. It's in the history of mankind, Richard, in my opinion, it's never been crazier than it is now. And then added to that, you get signs in the heavens, you get the whole UFO phenomena, which is why there are five films of, excuse me, five films in the series. We're working on number six because, you know, I'll be honest with you. The Lord just said, LA, I want the last three videos out before the end of the year. Yes, sir. <laughs> Crop circles. Yeah. Exposing the secret language of the dragon, uh, UFO Disclosure Part 5. How do we stream this? You can go to streaming.lamarzulli.net. Instant gratification. Streaming.lamarzulli.net. Binge watch all five of them. Number four, the abduction phenomena. That'll, that'll freak you out. And number six is on the cattle mutilations. Isn't it interesting that just over the weekend, uh, six yes. dead cows, and it's all over the news. Six dead cows, their tongues cut off, their sex organs removed, blood completely drained from the animal. We are the only Christian ministry that will have eight films on the whole UFO phenomena and talking about what you're looking at from the biblical perspective. L.A., thank you so much for this. Thanks. God bless you. Always great to be on, sir. A new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.